September 6, 2022, we're in Masechet Sanhedrin and Afkof He Amud Aleph, if you count up from the wide lines. Uh, so it's uh, eight lines up, it's the last word on the line. Uh, the context of the Gemara is the Gemara has been citing different Pesukim with regards to Nevi'im. It happens to be different Nevi'im. We had Yermiah, we had Pesukim from Yermiah, we had Pesukim from Zechariah, in which Am Yisrael, as the Nevi'im, generally speaking, did, were rebuked, and they in some way or fashion responded, uh, to which at times, uh, the Gemara tells us, there was a difficult counter-response to them. Do Teshubah, but they had a claim against it, and then the Navi at points had difficulty responding. So the Gemara now cites a Pesukim from Sefer Yechezkel, Veha'ola, so Pasuk, initially the Navi turns to Amisa and he says, that which you believed you could do, that you would be like the nations of the world. Do you see it? It's eight lines up in the, in the narrow line still, right? You thought that you could worship Abu Dazara and you'd be like the nations of the world. You should understand it's not going to be the case. So it's one long or two long pesukim, which the Gemara cites over here. And the response in turn is, uh, you should know, I will do it with a strong hand against you, says HaKadosh Baruch Hu. You thought that you'd be able to defeat me by worshipping Avodah Zarah? There's no ability that you'll have to do so. I'll with strength conquer you and in a certain respect force you to worship me, says HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Says the Gemara, Amar of Nachman, Kol kihai ritha, any anger like this, ritha lirtoach means really to boil, and as a result in the Lashon of the Gemara, when we refer to anger, strong anger, and specifically from HaKadosh Baruch Hu over here, any anger like this, any wrath of this sort, lirtach rahmana, if only HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Midah of Rahamim, with whom we associate HaKadosh Baruch Hu. If only he would anger like this, Alan, upon us, Vilifrokinan, and then he'd redeem us. In other words, we sometimes scared by the quote-unquote anger of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Alternatively, if we can see a positive in it, that's what Rav Nachman is attempting to do, uh, so then we uh, turn and we say, listen, at times it's important that our parent that our associate, associate, that our friend, that our colleague will rebuke us if it will lead to something positive, says Rav Nachman, kol kihai ritha, any anger like this, we'll take it. It'll be hard. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is telling us that he'll force us into worship of him, but it will lead to lifrokinan, a, a certain geulah. So let's go for it. All right, the Gemara continues, and it cites a pasuk from Sefer Yeshaya. So the Pasuk here is uh, referring in some respect to Yisurin. Yisurin means to uh, cause suffering, to, uh, to uh, bring forth affliction. This is the last of those three, uh, as I told you, the Gemara would have. Three circumstances where the Navi turns to Am Yisrael and tells them to do Teshubah, to which 
Am Yisrael, at least in the collection of the rabbis over here, have a good response. Amru lo, they respond to the Navi, en anu yecholim, we can't. Now keep in mind the last pasuk and the last derasha is very instructive over here, because the last derasha had that iron fist, that strength of God in the interaction with Am Yisrael. Now, turns the Navi to Yisrael and says, do teshubah, the response of Yisrael is, we can't. We have this evil inclination which is controlling us. Uh, what you need to do, says the Navi, is you need to afflict. That's that pasuk and uh, that's that reference in the pasuk. You need to afflict. You need to conquer, vanquish your yeser hara. What seems to be taking place in the Gemara over here is the initial pasuk in Derasha was one in which we brought forth the strength of God. Am Israel, to a certain respect, they're saying we're not capable. Let God destroy the yeser hara, and then we'll worship him. To which the Navi responds fundamentally, that's your responsibility. Amru lo, they respond, Elohav yorenu, as they say, let, let God um, give the instruction on how to do so. It's a, it's a, it's a, a, a foundational and fundamental uh, give and take over here with regards to the Hachamim's Navi and Yisrael, because what they're describing is at its core Teshubah. What is Teshubah? So the, uh, the average person would say, it's God has to inspire us to do better. It's almost a Christian vision. The only way I could properly do Teshubah is if God gives me that inspiration. The response of the Navi, the punch line of the Gemara is, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, this is talui bachem, you have bechirah of shit, your freedom of choice is given to you with responsibility, make the right decisions. No, but we have evil inclinations which are external, overtaking us, overcoming us, so overtake them. Yisero la mishpat. Says the Gemara onward, going back to the Mishnah, the Mishnah, if you recall, counted the three kings that lost their portion in the world to come, and then the four hedyotot. Hedyotot meant non-kings. So we had a list of seven people. There was another opinion with regards to the kings. What's that? It's a little hot in here, yeah. Um, who lost their helek la'olam haba. Who were the four hedyotot? Bil'am, Do'eg, Ahitofel, Gehazi. Uh, so those are the four. We've at some point or another touched on each of them. The Gemara will now expand and elaborate upon each of them. So we start with Bil'am. We have plenty to say about Bil'am. Of course, Parashat Balak in the Torah and Sefer Bimidbar is dedicated to the wo- words of Bil'am. And Bil'am, uh, we can look at a prophet from Umot Ha'olam and point to one who was evil, who was wrong in his approach and looking to curse Am Yisrael. There it is, it's Bil'am. Says the Gemara, what's with the name Bil'am? This is what we've done with each of the kings, with each of the evil individuals. So the Gemara makes derashot with regards to the name Bil'am as well. Bil'am, Bilo'am. The first derasha is without a nation. But he had a nation, he came from Midian. The meaning over here is, if you recall, the, we have cited already the pasuk ve'amech kulam sadikim le'olam yireshu aretz. The pasuk that describes that all of Am Yisrael will um, inherit olam haba is ve'amech. Is talking about the nation, the nationality of Am Yisrael. In turn, when the Gemara says that Bilam doesn't have a nation, it doesn't mean he doesn't have a nation. It means he's not a part of our nation. He doesn't have a portion in the world to come. Who said non-Jews don't get Olam Haba? We're going to have a Mahlouk Bili Ezen Bioshu in just a few lines, but why are you, I mean, I, I, 
it's your assumption. And so we'll see, it's going to be a mahluk at Tanaim. Certainly the assumption, if you're mentioning Bil'am as someone who doesn't have Hilak La'ulam is that other non-Jews do have a portion in the world to come. Bil'am then is a reference to the fact that not only that he's not a part of us, but more that he's not a part of us in our uh, inheritance of Ulam Bil'am Shibala'am, alternatively, Bil'am Bala Libalbel means to confuse. He confused Am Yisrael, he certainly did. Not with his attempted curses, we probably didn't know anything about that. But ultimately speaking, with his advice to get uh, the women to have us sin uh, at the Shittim, that certainly confuses us as a nation. Ben Be'or, the Pesukim described not only his name, but his father's name as well. The Gemara Masechet Megillan Daftetvav says that whenever a prophet's mentioned together with the name of their father, it means their father was a prophet as well. Just keep that in mind. Says the Gemara, Sheba Al-Be'ir, instead of being Doreshit as literally the father's name, it's instead he had relations with Be'ir. Be'ir is a wild animal. It's probably a reference to his Aton. The Gemara will state that explicitly later on, the vision of the Hakamim is that Bil'am was not only riding on his aton, on his uh, donkey, but he was having relations with it as well. Tana says the Beraita, who Be'or, the father of Bil'am was, his name was Be'or, who Kushan Rish'ataim, Kushan Rish'ataim was a king much later on during the time of the Shofitim, around the beginning of Sefer Shofitim, that's who Otniel ben Kenaz goes to conquer. But Kushan Rish'ataim enslaves Am Yisrael, terrible person. So we have Bil'am, and then we fast forwarded a good 500, uh, several hundred years to Kushan Rish'ataim, and the suggestion is that the father of Bil'am Be'or is the same person as Kushan Rish'ataim, who, and now we rewind some time, Lavan Ha'arami. It's also Lavan Ha'arami, of course, he who was the, gave difficulty to Ya'aqan. What does that mean? Uh, you took the span of 500 years and you said Lavan is the same person as Be'or, is the same person as Kushan Rish'ataim, difficult claim over here. One of two approaches to this, either Ya'avetz, Rabbi Yaakov Emden in his glasses to the Gemara, it's found in the back of the Gemara, he says, here is some sort of veiled reference from the Hachamim to Gilgul. They're talking about some sort of reincarnation with regards to each of these individuals. If you're not uh, drawn to an understanding of Gilgul, at the very least, you can accept the following. The Gemara is speaking out that the nature of evil, of wrongdoing of each of these individuals had something in common. And the Hachamim will do that very often. Until today, we sometimes do it. People will associate Hitler and the Nazis with Amalek. Did you check their DNA? Are you certain that that's what? Okay, but we say that the type of evil approach and hatred to Am Yisrael is perhaps similar. Certainly. We do it all the time. Again, so that's what the Gemara, uh, at the very least, is su- suggesting and describing over here. Be'or. Why was his father's name Be'or? Sheba al-Be'ir. Not only his son did we say about Bil'am he had relations with Be'ir, but now we're saying it about the father as well. He also had relations with wild animals. Rish'ataim. Why was Kushan Rish'ataim known as such? Resha, of course, is evil. Rish'ataim sounds like double evil. Israel, Because he caused two evil, two terrible things to Am Yisrael. What, what were they? Ahat bimei Yaakov. One was in 
the days of Yaakov. Who's that? Arami Oved Avi. Rashi, as a matter of fact, quotes from the Haggadah over here. Rashi writes, Five, six lines from the bottom on the right-hand side in Rashi. Quotes from the Haggadah. That Lavan in our and Torah describes him not too positively. Certainly the Hachamim, Arami Oved Avi, referring to Lavan. That's certainly a Resha. That's the storyline that we were talking about a moment ago of Kushan Rishatayim in Sefer Shofetim, wherein he enslaves Am Yisrael and has to be defeated by Otniel. And so, but he had three names. We said he's Kushan Rishatayim, he's Be'or. We gave an explanation to why those were his nicknames, at least by our Tanakh standards. What's his true name? Lavan Ha'arami. That's his true name. His name was the White Aramean. Shemo Ketiv, says the Gemara onward. Ben Be'or, Uchtiv, Beno Be'or. With regards to Bil'am, it says that he's the son of Be'or, and then alternatively the Pasuk seems to say Beno Be'or, his son's name is Be'or. Now in our community that's not too difficult. Each one of us have a parent and a child, hopefully, in our lifetime, so even if it's after the lifetime of the parent, of the same name. All right, but the Gemara is a little bit less accustomed to that, and at the very least, the fact that we only have one reference to his son being Be'or, the Gemara says instead, we have to make a dirashat. Don't take it literally that his son's name was Be'or. Understand it as a lesson with regards to who Bil'am and his father were. Amar Hanan aviv benohu lo beneviut. As I mentioned earlier, the Gemara is presupposing over here that Be'or was a prophet, was a Navi. It's basing itself, it's got to be based on that Gemara Masechim Megillah that I mentioned, that since his father's name is mentioned together with him as a Navi, it means his father was a Navi as well. And then when the Pasuk says, Beno Be'or, it doesn't mean that his son was Be'or. It means that Be'or, his father, was like a son to him in terms of prophecy, which means to say, Bil'am rose above his father with regards to his greatness as a prophet, as a Navi at the very least. That's Be'or, different. Uh, I, you know, uh, it does. Uh, over there, it's Milashon Po'er, which means to make a certain sound. I, you know, a little bit different, even though, even though you know, an Arab certainly would, would have your back on this because they can't distinguish between the pe and the bit. Anyway, says the Gemara, Bil'am hu de la'atele alma. Charlie, this comes to your point. Bil'am, the assumption of our Mishnah is, is not getting de la'ate, he's not coming le'alma de ate to the world to come. Ate means to come. Alma, of course, means world. Olam haba. Ha, it seems to suggest aharini, meaning others, other non-Jews, too, they do get olam haba. Matnitin mani. Who's the author of our Mishnah? Man in Aramaic means who? Mani means in the context of our Mishnah. Who's the author of our Mishnah? Rabbi Yehoshua, he says the Gemara must be following the opinion of Rabbi Yehoshua, who's going to disagree, as he often does, with Rabbi Eliezer. The Tanya, as the Beraita tells us, Rabbi Eliezer, Omer, Rabbi Eliezer is going to make a derasha from Pasuk in Tehilim. Pasuk says, Yashuv Rishaim Lishola. Kol goyim shecheche Elohim. So again, Yashuv Rishaim Lishola. Sheol is the depths, is the antithesis of Olam Haba. The Rishaim, the evil ones, will return to there. Kol goyim, all the nations, we're assuming that's non-Jews, shecheche Elohim, those who forgot God. How do you read this pasuk? Here's how... The first opinion would be the Ezerites Pasuk. Yashuvu Rishaim li Sheola. Who's turning, who's returning to Sheol as the wicked person, not getting Olam Haba? Elu Poshe Israel. That's the members of Am Yisrael who haven't done right. 
not getting olam haba. Then there's a second mention in the pasuk, kol goyim shechehe Elohim elu, and it should say, ovdeh kochavim. Those are the non-Jews. The word poshe'e is a censored version. I'll tell you why in a second. But in other words, the second line, the second line over here, according to the Bili Ezer, is that the Jews can get olam haba if they're not reshaim. And then in contrast, non-Jews, none of them are getting olam haba. They're the shechehe Elohim, endemic to their nature is that they've forgotten God. Why do I say you need to take out the word poshe'e? Because poshe'e, first and foremost, Diktuke Sofrim and others point this out, but uh, poshe'e is the way we describe the wrongdoers in Am Yisrael. According to the Bili Ezer, all non-Jews lost their portion. So it goes like this, the, non, the Jews who did wrong, they lost it. All non-Jews don't have a portion. That's why you have the word poshe'e. Why was the word poshe'e put into the Gemara, even though it doesn't make any sense over here? Because as a non-Jew is reading the Gemara, if he's looking to cause problems to us, uh, with us, so he looks and says, wait a second, you said that uh, we don't have any olam haba, so we threw in that word. As the Gemara responds to Bili and keep in mind, we're suggesting our Mishnah must be following the opinion of Rabbi Yoshua. What's Rabbi Yoshua's reading going to be? That non-Jews can get olam haba. Bechol goyim. Does the pasuk say all the non-Jews? Vahalolo neemar ela kol goyim. The pasuk is describing many of the collection of the non-Jews. Shechehe Elohim ela. Rather, this is how you read the pasuk. Yashuvu reshaim lisheola. The pasuk begins and it says the wicked ones are going to return to the depths, meaning not get olam haba. Man ninhu. Who's that? Who's not getting olam haba? That is kol goyim, specifically from the non-Jews, shekehe Elohim, who don't know God, who haven't paid attention to God. So it means it's a mahluk between Bioshua and Bili Ezer. Your question from earlier, Charlie, and Amishnah is going according to the Bioshua. Says the Gemara, ve'afotorasha. That rasha, meaning Bil'am, Natan Siman Be'atzmo, he spoke about himself, and he, being a prophet, being a Navi, understood that his ending was not going to be all that great. Amar, Tamut nafshi mot yesharim. His statement is the following. He says, my, my soul should die, uh, the, the, the death of yesharim, of straight ones. And then the next words, uthi ahariti kamohu. The way we're going to read these words in the Gemara is as follows. If I die a straight, a natural death, my afterward will be kamohu, will be like Am Yisrael. If I die the death of straight ones, meaning a natural death, not something out of the norm, then that's a sign that I get olam haba. And if not so, and we do know from later on in the war that's described in Parashat Matot, he dies a non-natural death, he's killed at war. Then in such a circumstance, I understand, I'm returning to my people, meaning I'm not getting olam haba. Uh, so the suggestion of the Gemara is bil'am, whether knowingly or not, describes himself as an individual who knows that there'll be a good chance I'm not getting that portion in the world to come. In short, what did we do in the uh, second half of the class this morning? We started with the description of Bil'am as an individual who lost his halak la'alam haba. We understood his name and we understood fundamentally mahlok rabili ezer biyoshua. We're assuming like rabiyoshua in our Mishnah that even goyim, even umota ulam, yesh lahim halak la'alam haba. Baruch Adonai le'alam. Amen ve'amen.